So we'll, we'll talk a couple a couple things, and then we'll, we'll go into uh, the a word. If you uh, it, prophecy works a little bit differently, so we'll talk about our prayer and fasting first of all. We'll start next Sunday. Now, some of you already started today, and that's good. Some of you have no idea what fasting is about, and so we'll have fasting cards or fasting menu next week. Now, if the Lord's dealt with you a different way to fast, say, Pastor, I'm going to fast lunch every day. You go with what, however you feel. But if you're not used to fasting or you just want to be part of the body uh, fast, we're going to do an 18 days fast from next Sunday, which is the 8th through the 25th, which is a Wednesday. We're going to do eight different services in January with five different speakers. So we encourage you to come on out all five Sundays and then three Wednesdays, the 11th, the 18th, and the 25th. The Wednesday services will be downtown uh, at 6.30. If you want to come early for prayer, like at 6 o'clock, come on out and we'll, we'll have some prayer kind of beforehand and we'll go into that evening service. Uh, and then we're going to continue some things after that we'll get further into. So that's prayer and fasting. Uh, eight, uh, it's based on Matthew 18 and 18, whatever you bind and bound, whatever you be loosened will be loosened. And so we're going to look at seeing people get set free the month of January. How many thinks that's all right? So if there's an addiction, if there's a, a sorrow, if there's a, a past that you just can't seem to get over, Come on out and pray and fast with us. Enjoy the, the Sunday messages, the Wednesday night messages, and walk at getting free. And then we have a 21-day prayer to overcoming strongholds. Jane and I have read uh, this guy's Jim Maxim's three, two or three 21-day prayers, and just absolutely wonderful. So next week we'll give these out. So come on out next week. We'll have one per family. Jenny and I always do them as a devotion in the morning. And so our goal is to get different devotional books in your hands. And so we're working on another one for the Linton season. Uh, but this one is for overcoming strongholds. Again, maybe you don't have any, but you know somebody who does. So uh, grab a book, uh, join the prayer and fast, and let's get together so we can see strongholds, even spiritual dynamics in our area, right? A lot of spiritual strongholds in the Hickory area, in the four valley or the four county region that just has some things that need to be broken. We have the power to break them, but Jesus says some of those don't come out except for prayer and fasting. And so fasting is something that we do that we don't like to do. Like I don't like to give up food. I need to because we're coming out of the holidays. So fasting works at a good time. Uh, maybe it's sweets. A lot of times Jenny and I will do meat, sweets, and treats for our fast. But again, you talk about it as a family. Talk about it as, you know, pray about it. And then think about what you might want to give up for those 18 days. And if you've started already, uh, praise the Lord, you're ahead of us and and. and Thank you for being a forerunner. Amen. So praise God. Today I'm going to have as much sweets as I can. Hopefully I don't have sugar overload. Um, prophetic words. So uh, in, in, the, in, in God's body, which is the church, so the church is the body of Christ, uh, there is fivefold ministry. There is apostolic. All right. There is uh, evangelical or evangelism. There is prophetic. There's pastoral and there's teaching. Some would say it's a fivefold ministry. Some would say there's a fourfold because pastors and teachers go together. Let's stick with the fivefold for just a second. And then Paul said 
he wants to preach the whole balance of God, all right, the whole counsel. And the counsel would be a balance which would be salvation, redemption, Holy Spirit, compassion, and um, community. So that would be the, the counsel of God that, that Paul is preaching, and then this would be the office. And so if you look at uh, the office of prophet, which we could all operate in at different times. The Lord usually gives me a word or two a year. Sometimes he'll give me a word privately for an individual, and I'll seek out that individual and, and try to uh, get word to them on just what God maybe has showed me and, and just go on from there. In the office of apostles, prophets, uh, evangelists, pastors, teachers, if we're all under the same heading, you would look at those five as if they were brothers or siblings, all right, brothers and sisters in Christ. So the five in the office, if they're related, it's better if they work together rather than be counterproductive and work against each other. Right, does that make sense? And so the, in the Old Testament, the office of the prophet a lot of times brought judgment in the New Testament, that office of the prophet should bring life, okay? Uh, they also, uh, the Old Testament brought hope to Israel uh, by the Savior Christ. Now we know the Savior's here, but the church then brings hope to lost people by Christ himself, that, that Jesus can save you, can heal you, can forgive you, can, uh, you know, can, can redeem you. And so that's the office of the prophet. Now, what I'm going to do today is give you prophetic words. You may want a pen and paper. You may want to write things down because I may say something and it triggers something in you, and you write down something completely different than what I've said, but that might be the Lord just giving you a word for something for 2023. So I'm going to give you some prophetic words, okay, over, over what, I've see, what I've seen, what I've heard, what I've studied, what I've prayed, and what the Lord showed me. We're going to go to Luke 1, 1 through 4, just to kind of lay some groundwork. Many have undertaken to draw up an account of the things that have been fulfilled among us, uh, Luke is saying, just as they were handed down to us by those who from the first were eyewitnesses and servants of the Lord. With this in mind, since I myself have carefully investigated everything from the beginning, I too decided to write an orderly account for you, most excellent Theophilus, so that you may know the certainty of the things you have been taught. This is what we'll talk about today. Let's pray. Father, thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you for your truth. Thank you for your love. Uh, thank you, Lord, for this word today. Uh, even though it, it's not going to be preachy, it'll be more teachy, we just pray, Father, Lord, that it will open up the minds or hearts of different people as they hear uh, in Jesus' name we pray. And the church said, amen. Uh, somebody had asked me recently, a couple of people actually, how did I do on my no-buy tennis shoes and my no-honking for the year 2020? Two, I honked three times. Uh, two were to save my life. One was out of frustration in Colorado or in Asheville. So I apologized uh, to Janie. She was with me. She said, don't apologize to me. Apologize to the person you just honked at. And uh, we ended up pulling up right alongside. And I was going to apologize to that young lady. She would not look at me. So I apologized in spirit. And then I didn't buy any tennis shoes, although I got nine pairs gifts. So I told a good dear friend this morning, I might just do that again. Save me money. And I got nine nice, really nice pair of tennis shoes as gifts. So praise God. 
you should try it this year. Like, you know, whatever your advice is, don't do that. Tell God and maybe make one or two announcements and then someone might just gift you with some beautiful tennis shoes. So praise God. Oh, I'm not saying I'm not going to do it, but I might. I might do it again. All right, prophetic words. So here's some statements. Here's some things you might want to write them down. Uh, first of all, 2022 was the year of release. Uh, in the Hebrew calendar, it would have been a year, number 5782, which meant release. And so some of you needed to release some things, and it's not too late. Just let go of some past. Let go of some problems. Let's go of some issues. Let, let go of that person who continues to, by memory, control you. You don't need that anymore. Just let go. Just, just take a few seconds right now and say, I'm, Lord, I'm going to let go of that. Or finally, maybe do this. Just finally forgive that person. Just one last time, just say, I'm going to walk in forgiveness. I'm going to release that that thing ever happened. And maybe you need to really forgive yourself. Maybe you need to forgive God. Maybe you need to forgive somebody else. But that's a year of release. If that's a year released, then this is a year of gain. This is a year of fruitfulness, okay? Again, when we talk about fruitfulness, we're not always talking about material gain. Like I'm going to get... I did not expect to get nine pairs of, of new tennis shoes over, over the course of a year. I'm thankful for them. I love tennis shoes. I love shoes probably way too much. That's something I'm working on, all right? I'm going to release. But uh, if God gives, then praise God. You know, if you give, praise God. If my wife gives, praise God, uh, which we held off. I, a couple times she tempted me. I'll buy them for you. <laughs> it's Father's Day. Well, honey, it's only April, <laughs> Father's Day is a couple of months. You need those. I, I want them really bad, but I better not. So uh, we need to release things in our life, which is a little bit on the same pattern of what we're doing for prayer and fasting. We're to bind and loosen. And whatever we bind, we need to loosen. I'll talk about that a little bit next week. So there will be expansion and fruitfulness in uh, 2023. You can write that down. Uh, if you pray into it, if you receive it, I believe that's a word from God because of what we release. We've made room for. If we've released bitterness, if we've released anger, if we release strife, if we release that, that bad attitude, if we release that addiction, then we've made room for expansion and fruitfulness. What we, what we gain is only, only can be gotten because we've made room for it, okay? And so it's important for Let's go to Isaiah 54, 1 through 3. We'll give you some scripture along the way. It's going to be rapid fire. I told Anthony we're going to try to keep everybody until at least 2.30 or 3. He said, I'll see you later. And I said, Maybe I'm just joking. Sing, O barren one who did not bear. Break forth into singing, cry aloud. You who have not been in labor, for the children of the desolate one will be more than the children of her who is married, says the Lord. Enlarge the place of your tent. That's making room. That's the expansion of fruitfulness. We're making room. And let the curtains of your habitation be stretched out. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. For you will spread across or abroad to the right and to the left. And your offspring will possess the nations and will, peep, and will peep, be people of the desolate cities. And so what God's telling Isaiah here was prophetically start to make room. Start to make room for that expansion. Start to make room for that fruitfulness. And the only way you can make room is doing what 2022 was, was just a year release. I need to release things in my life that makes things. And maybe, again, just even in the physical, maybe you need to clean out a closet, or maybe you need to clean out a garage, or maybe you need to make room. Maybe you need to pare down. Maybe you need to do some things. I'm not speaking that prophetically. I'm just saying maybe there's some things that you need to do physically 
all right, to make room for God to bless you spiritually. Number two, voices seeking more, speaking things out. And so when we speak as a counsel of God, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, think of it again as a brotherhood. We're all members of the church. We need to be speaking life to each other, okay? And then in those on the outside world that aren't maybe Christ followers, we need to be speaking hope to them, all right? Because they already know inherently that there's something wrong in their life. What they need is somebody to fix that. Like if I go to the doctor, I know I have issues. I need a doctor to tell me how to get it fixed. And so they're looking at Christ's followers on how do I fix this problem? How do I, how do I make this better? So you have a voice in 2023 to be able to speak into the lives of people, all right? Understand that. Grab, grab that because that's important. We speak life and not death. Prosperity will unfold. It's, it's, it's biblical, that if you follow Christ, if you obey his laws, there will be prosperity in your life. Now, it may be peace. It may be love, joy, hope. It may be the fruit of the Spirit. maybe the gifts of the Spirit. It also probably be something tangible. If we bring a tie to the storehouse, the Bible says, that the old windows of heaven will open and we'll be poured out a blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. Janie and I have brought a tie to the storehouse our whole married life. And I'll tell you this, God has blessed us. He blesses sometimes through miracles. He blesses sometimes through hard work. He blesses sometimes through ingenuity and creativity. He'll, he, but he blesses us. He pours his spirit and his blessings over us because we put him first, all right? The only way you can prosper in the kingdom is by putting God first. Seek first the kingdom of God right, and his righteousness, and then all these things will be added. If you read the previous verses, what, what is added is homes and houses and friends and things that the, the disciples were worried about. There will be a spiritual movement in 2023. Now, grab that. Uh, because there's different levels of movement. Uh, not everybody uh, is, is um, oh, some, you know, these guys that work out, not everybody can do what the CrossFitters can do. Not everybody can, can lift what the lifters can do. Not everybody can run what the runners can do. But it's all people going in the same direction. We're all on the track. And so if somebody is growing spiritually, even if it seems like baby steps, we need to encourage them along. We need to, we need to really help them out. All right, there, there's not going to be a lot of Navy SEALs automatically, uh, spiritual Navy SEALs. That's a place you just grow to, okay? And so let's have, if we can, let's have some patience with some of the people that are, man, just taking one step. Because I'll tell you what, some people, and if you don't know their backstory, some people, it's everything they can just to get to church on Sunday. It's like, man, it's everything. Pastors, everything would just stop beating me down, saying I got to make every single thing. I want them to make every single thing, but I'm also glad that they're here, right? So there will be spiritual movement in 2023. There will also be global movement, which will open doors internationally. There's going to be international doors open. Uh, we've seen it this past year. I, I've been able to preach uh, to worldwide audiences on television uh, three different times where each time over 20,000 people gave their heart to the Lord. 
Pakistan, villages where uh, 100, 300, 400, 500 people, Muslims giving their hearts to the Lord. I've seen babies being held up and then healed right, right there in front of me on, on, the, on the camera. It's just amazing. Just, just incredible people throwing their crutches down and running across the, the front of the, the, the village. It's just amazing. And, and then hearing the reports afterwards. And so there's going to be an open door globally, uh, not only for Grace Church, but for people. I, I would encourage you uh, to pray about a missions trip, and maybe we can take one to Haiti or Nicaragua sometime in the, in the future where we can visit some of the orphanages that we help support, or maybe they're somewhere else. I always thought I'd be, have a Bahama Beach ministry, but maybe that would be after retirement. Uh, I'm not suggesting that's a mission field, but, the, you know, somebody's got to go. Uh, we, we, sang, we sang this song uh, dry bones and dry places will come back to life. Can I have Ezekiel 37, 3 through 5? Anthony, I'm jumping a little bit on you, but if you can give me Ezekiel 37. Thus says the Lord God, and he said to me, son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, oh Lord, God, you know. All right, let's move on. Can we move? Yeah. And then he said to me, prophesy over these bones and say to them, oh dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Stop there for a second. Do you see what he says? You need to prophesy over your dry places in your life. I, I want the pastor to do it. I want Miss Janie to do it. I want one of the elders to do it. I want a deacon to do it. But I'll tell you what maturity is. You start prophesying over those things, and then you come into agreement with other people that will do that, and those dry bones, will, will they'll be gone in Jesus' name. Dry places will dry up. I prophesy that dry bones and dry places will come back to life. Do I have another one? Give me seven and then 12 through 13. So I prophesied, Ezekiel said, as I was what? Commanded. This is not a suggestion for the church. This has not ended. There's no cessation of spirit in this realm. This same God that Ezekiel served, you serve today. We just have an advantage. We have the power of the Holy Spirit to speak it out. He had to operate under God's influence, so I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a sound. Oh, don't you love the sound of heaven? Like, I hear it in our worship team sometimes, and I'm like, where's that other sound coming from? Like, I, I know there's some, like, I know there's angelic hosts singing along because of the heartbeat of the fathers that his children would praise and worship him. He heard a sound, and behold, a rattling. See, when you speak to something, you need to expect that God's going to move on that something. Not, not that you're commanding God. God commands the problem. God commands the situation. And the bones came together, bone to its bone. Let's go to 12. Therefore prophesy and say to them, thus says the Lord God, behold, I will open your graves and raise you from your graves, O my people, and I will bring you into the land of Israel. And you should know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and raise you from your graves. Oh, my people. Wow. Think about that for a second. As you speak to your dry places, God in heaven already knows what's taking place. He'll send an angel. He'll send the Holy Spirit. He'll send a, he'll send a co-laborer in Christ. Somebody, all of a sudden, that dead thing, that dry thing in your life starts to come to life because you've spoken it out as what? As you were commanded. Dry bones and dry places will come to life. Intellectual leaders will rise up and be God-fearing. There's a lot of intellect, and the intellect 
intellectual people in the world are still looking for something, there's a void in their life, those that aren't, don't follow God. And those that, need to, those that follow God understand where the intellect comes from. So where God gives intellect to all people, not all people decide to serve God. But there will be a rising of intellectual leaders, okay, that rise up. And as they rise up, they will become and are God-fearing, okay. And then God's army will rise up. This is the disciples. We're going to have a discipleship class in February and March. We'll give you more information on that uh, in, in, in time, okay. You'll, we're going to make disciples like Jesus said, right. So let's, let's make disciples of each other. Once we make disciples of each other, then we can go into the world, the highways and the byways, and we can make further disciples, all right? Sometimes I think, uh, and forgive me if this doesn't apply to you, it may apply to the church. Sometimes I think we say the prayer, which, by the way, is maybe not even totally biblical. We confess with our heart isn't, isn't a formatted prayer. It's, it's a relationship with God. All right, And so sometimes we say the prayer, check the box, get baptized, and we think we're okay. It's like the baby being born, but then nothing happening after that. Like, oh, man, I'm glad that baby, I'm glad that's over. Well, now the fun starts. Now you got to get up all hours of the night. Now you got to go, and today, dear Lord, uh, uh, diapers and uh, formula and, and all these different things. Parents, God bless you. <laughs> may cause his face to shine upon you and give you grace. Uh, Jenny and I were there. We had three young children at a very young age, um, but we didn't leave the kids. <laughs> you have to tend to the kids. Church, as people come in new in Christ, we have to tend to them. It's incumbent upon us. And so if one person will just take one person over the next year and help disciple that person, how much further would the church be down the road in 2024, 2025, 2026, 2027? Amen? So it's, it's, it's a, that's part of the challenge, that's part of the challenging word. Restoration to kingdom structures and godly principles. There will be a restoration. People in the world will understand that, wait a second, this, this kingdom structure and godly principles really work. Like, this is really something that, that happens. And you said a good friend of mine and I were talking even this morning. Listen, the world uses godly principles. I've shared this story before, but in 2006, Warren Buffett gave away $32 billion. That's a lot of cash. And today he's worth $100 billion after giving that away. Well, if I had it, I'd give it away too. No, you wouldn't. You can't give $100 on Sunday. Ouch. <laughs> One pastor said, say, say, ouch or oh me or amen, or me, whatever. I don't care. I'm just, you, you hear my heart, right? You, you got to start somewhere. But, but, but when you start and you operate in godly principles and kingdom structures, well, so what's a kingdom structure? Well, forgive. Jesus said, don't even bring a prayer, don't even bring an offering. If you got somebody that you're, that you're having an ought with, go make it right and then come on and serve him. That's a kingdom, that's a kingdom structure. Forgiveness, giving, serving, those are kingdom structures. Principles, giving, serving, same thing. They're all, so, but they're going to highlight 
in, in, this, in this coming year. There'll be a restoration to those principles, okay? Um, the older, listen to this, older generation. The older generation will help the younger and newer generation be spiritual without judging. We have to stop judging how the younger generation is doing it as long as they're doing it with a God-filled heart. If they're doing it to be seen or for show, then it's our duty to pull them off to the side and say, hey, we, let's, let's work on humility just a little bit. But if they're doing it and, and it's like full on, they're doing it for God, can we stop judging them and let that generation have their turn to kind of be the forefront and step forward? Because they're, listen, every... Paul needs a Silas or a Barnabas. Every Timothy needs a Paul. Every John needed a Jesus. I mean, we, we have to have mentors in our life. We have to have people in our life that we, can, that we can both pour into and, yes, maybe instruct. I wouldn't even say correction is necessary as long as we're instructing with a loving heart. Can you say amen? Here's one you might want to write down. The, the movement will look like controlled chaos. Have you ever been on a roller coaster? Like you know it's going to end, you're not sure when, and it doesn't end soon enough. Sometimes that's just the Holy Spirit. Like it, Holy Spirit's just doing stuff. Like it's going rapid fire. Like I know God's in control, but man alive, I'm sure not going, I don't know for sure what's going to happen. We're, we've come out of COVID, and we've come out of all these different things, and churches have closed down, and now people are back in the building, and all these things are happening. It's like controlled chaos. And maybe your life feels like controlled chaos. I speak a spirit of peace over you while you're going through that because that's important that you understand that, that controlled chaos. Let's go to Acts 2, 1 through 4. When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were what? All together in one place, all right? King James says all in one cord. And suddenly, everybody say suddenly. Suddenly, all right? So controlled chaos. Like, we don't understand the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit is alive and he's well. Uh, there came a, uh, from heaven a sound, like a mush, rushing, riding wind. It filled the entire house where they were sitting and divided tongues as a fire appeared on them and rested on each one. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Everybody say all. All, that means the Holy Spirit's for everybody. Holy Spirit is for each and every person. We don't have a handle on the Holy Spirit, which also means the Holy Spirit may act differently through other people as well. Some people might just, man, they just operate in such wisdom and intelligence and intellect and knowledge. And other people are really like, man, they're just like, like a stick of dynamite. They, they just blow up all over the place. Both are good. Both and. It's not either or. It's both and. And they began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance, controlled chaos. We don't understand the other side. And I'm going to speak on heaven the month of March, and we just don't understand what, what we're in for. I mean, it, it's going to be, right? But on earth, we just have to know that there's a level of faith that if there is chaos and we're in God, that David said our steps of a righteous person are ordered by the Lord, then this chaos is going to be controlled and it's going to have a good ending. Done deal. Father, my faith is in you. My trust, my hope, my belief and confidence is in you. Lord, just let it go. That's, we, we're coming out of controlled chaos. We're going right back into controlled chaos. Only this is a fruitful controlled chaos. Where are we going to put all the people that are going to come in, Pastor? We're going to make more services. We're going to get more campuses. We're going to do more things. Why? How come we have to have a mega church or a mega body? We don't. We just have to have a mega Jesus and a mega Holy Spirit and a mega God. 
And then we're going to let God do whatever God wants to do. And if it looks like controlled chaos, we're not going to be fearful or frightful. We're going to be studious of the word. We're going to walk in wisdom. And we're going to watch God just move like he has never moved before in all of mankind. Can you say amen? New things will move quickly with fluidity, all right? So stretch out your, your, your tent pegs again. We, re, we read that in, in, the, in, in Isaiah, the 54th chapter. New things move quickly, all right? Uh, when maybe you, you got um, uh, your child, uh, sometimes just to, to get on Marcus's nerves, we'll buy, uh, uh, we'll buy Selah or Judah something that's got like a thousand pieces that he has to put together. You know, have you ever been there? It's like, and you know, and and at least to us, I, Charity can maybe testify differently. He seems like he handles it with such grace and patience. You know, he he puts these things up. But I've noticed that once he puts one together, it's a little quicker the next time. A little next time, next time, a little little quicker. And, and and that's the Holy Spirit. So the first time it moves, the first time the Holy Spirit moves, first time something new in your life comes and, and it moves, you might think like, what's going on? New things move fast, but you'll, you'll talk to anybody in professional sports who are really good, like dominant at their game, and they'll tell you, when the game slowed down to me is when I really got it, when it slowed down. When, see, when, when we're moving in the Holy Spirit or we're moving in the righteousness of Christ or we're moving in, in these new things that God's opening the door, all of a sudden we want to be part of everything, but to some of us, it slowed down a little bit. That's not a bad thing. That's actually a good thing. When, when the spirit slows down a little bit and I give time for God to talk to me, I give time for my heart to hear God, and all of a sudden these new things start to move, they're slowing down. They, they said Joe Montana, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, probably not the greatest, but one of the greatest. We'll put him in the top three. He had a, uh, and, and baseball players have this, really good hitters or really good pitchers. There's something in their mechanism when they see, when they see a play develop, they see the ball coming forward, it's, it's like it comes in slow motion. And they can just, they just hit it. It's not coming at 95 miles an hour. Or when they're pitching, they know exactly where the, the catcher is going to place the glove. And they, they hit that spot. It's just like, it's almost like, it's just almost like supernatural. Same thing spiritually. When we're walking in controlled chaos and we understand that God has told us to build a business or God has told us to do something kind or God has told us to, to start, you know, a parachurch ministry, God's told us to do the thing, all of a sudden it, start, it seems like a whirlwind at first and then it starts to slow down. And all of a sudden, it's like Marcus putting together, I think on Christmas Day at our house, he put up three sets of racetracks for Judah. And Judah cried because he didn't set the fourth one up. And I want the fourth one, <laughs> but I want that one, Daddy. And, and Marcus probably would have, but he, he held to his guns and said, when we go home, well, I want to go home now. <laughs> he changed on a dime. Sometimes that's how we are in the spirit. But I want it now, God. God, could you just give it to me right now? And then when God says, what about this? Oh, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going there. Yeah, I'm ready. New things move really quickly. In the Bible, in Jesus' time, here's another one, okay? The end always means the beginning. Let's go to Galatians 2 and 20 for a second. I have been crucified with Christ. That's an ending. 
It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live, that's the beginning. In the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So there's an end and there's a beginning. Whenever there's an end, there's always a beginning. And so now I'm going to die out to this old self, and God's not going to leave me there. He's got a new self for me. I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. Now there's, there's newness. And I don't believe personally in New Year's resolutions because they don't last. I have goals. I have ideals. I have things I want to accomplish this year. All right, but they're not a resolution. There's no resolute in me. There might be in you. I don't have a, a bucket list either. I don't want to die with not having fulfilled my bucket. So to, the, to me, every day is a fulfillment of the one I love. And when I'm done with when I'm done with this life, I get to go to heaven. So my bucket list is pretty pretty easy. I'm a I'm a I'm, I'm a easily satisfied guy. But you might have a bucket list, and you might have resolutions, you might have all the. You have to end this thing before you can start that thing. And there's a spiritual concept to that, that if you don't end this, you can never start that. So we ended 2022 last night at 11.59.59, and we brought in a new year this year. So this new year, you need to ask yourself and God, through the Holy Spirit, what does he want for you? That's a good place to start. You may have your goals, your tendencies, your ideals, but they're always better if they're God-centered. But the end always means a new beginning. So this is, this is a, another prophetic word then for 2023 will be a year of grace followed by riches. Grace followed by riches, okay? And we're, we're, we're closing here in a little bit. Let's go to Zechariah 4, 6, and 7. I love this verse. Then he said to me, this is Zechariah speaking to Zerubbabel on how God is speaking to him. Then he said to me, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Who are you, O great mountain, before Zerubbabel? You shall become a plain, and he shall bring forward the top stone amid shouts of grace, grace unto it. Everybody just shout grace for a moment. Grace. One more time, grace like you mean it. Grace. Now think of a situation in your life you need grace over and shout grace one more time. Grace. Grace. One more time, just shout grace. grace. This is not a pep rally. You're doing something in the heavenlies. You're doing something spiritual right there. I got situations in my life, I know you do too. I don't even know how to pray. What do I do? I shout grace over it. And if I shout grace over those things, those things become as rubble in the kingdom. Why? Because that's the word of the Lord. So what are we going to do? One, we speak to mountains. You got to speak to the mountains in your life. You'll hear this in 2023. You have to speak to those mountains, okay? That's why we're going to do a fasting of binding and loosening. Things that you bind also loosen. Number two, then you need to pray to receive. You know the scripture. We have it. We won't turn to it. Mark 11, 23 through 25. If you ask, praying, receiving, then you'll receive, okay? You have to have, listen, he says here, have faith in God. This is Jesus. Just have faith in God. He said, I said unto you, whoever says this mountain be taken up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will come to pass, it will be done. He's not just talking to the disciples, he's talking to us. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, one, believe that you've received, two, and it will be yours, three. You have to ask. We have to believe. Then he adds this caveat. Oh, by the way, when you stand praying, forgive. If you have anything against anyone, so that your Father will also in heaven may forgive your trespasses. Kind of seems like a catch there, doesn't it? 
What do you mean I got to forgive them? Well, if you expect God to forgive you, yes, you have to forgive them. Ah, that's kind of a bummer. I like to hang on to that grudge. <laughs> I like to think about it every now and then. No, you can't do that. You have to forgive. The enemy may never let you forget, totally, 100%. But love covers a multitude of sins. So if you forget or forgive and you love that person, it'll be gone in the name of Jesus. And by the way, we're supposed to love each other unconditionally. Yeah, but you did that. Yeah, God's got a record of you in heaven too. You want him to read it. <laughs> Not me. Number three, open your hands in faith. I like uh, when Janie and Drew and these guys lead us in worship, and Janie will say this a lot. And I noticed Andrew and Emily do it an awful lot when they're, when they're, when they're not playing an instrument. They open their hands in faith. There's an act there. Uh, we would say it surrender, but it's also opening my hands, Lord, whatever you have for me. God, whatever, whatever I am is yours, whoever I am is yours. I, I, I need this, Lord. I need this. So open your hands. And then pursuit will bring heaven to earth. Pursuit will bring heaven to earth. So God pursued us, so he sent Jesus, and so heaven came to earth. If we pursue God, we don't have to wait to get to heaven to understand the fruitfulness of heaven here on earth. We can walk in the spiritual means. We can walk in spiritual high places. We can, walk, we can call those things that aren't as though they are. One last thing, there will be chaotic peace in the lives of believers. Let's go to Philippians 4 and 6. There will be chaotic peace. Come on back, worship team. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Do not be anxious about anything, but in prayer, supplication, thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. So what, what's, what's Paul saying here? And again, it's a, a specific word of prophecy that in 2023, it's important that you, uh, me, worship team, prayer team, media team, a nursery team, children's ministry, the church, greeters, um, those who help us with our budget, those who look over our finances, our paperwork, that you not be anxious about anything because God has empowered you that this will be a year of fruitfulness. This will be a, a year that, that all of a sudden what I've laid down, what I've toiled with, what I've, what I've planted, that seed that I've planted has germinated for how many every years, and now it's going to rise up. Stand up with me today. I want to just pray over you, and then we're going to sing another song, and we'll close in prayer. Uh, remember prayer and fasting. Uh, if you have a situation in your life that needs to be delivered from. Could be spiritual, could be physical, could be financial, could be relational. Come out the next uh, four Sundays. Uh, not this Wednesday, but the starting uh, week from Wednesday. Come out on those Wednesdays. We will have people that will pray with you and for you. We will have people that will, uh, will have prayed and fasted uh, all week that will lay hands on you if, if you're comfortable with that or will pray over you We'll, we'll get together as a congregation. We'll have, we'll have prayer groups and prayer meetings. We'll have time together where we can watch people get free of whatever that uh, attachment is. In the spirit realm, there can be spirits that, uh, from legacy or from heritage 
uh, can attach some generational curses, the Bible calls them, can attach themselves to you. Uh, maybe it is fear. Maybe it is anxiety. Maybe it is discomfort. Maybe it is. We want to make sure that in 2023, through this week, uh, month of prayer and fasting, that those, those fears get broken in you so that you can live the life that God has planned for you. Because he's promised you hope and life and love. Um, close your eyes, bow your heads for a moment. Father, we thank you, Lord, for Lord, the words today. Lord, and, and hopefully they'll stir people up. Hopefully they'll, they'll, they'll resonate within them. Maybe, maybe just even one statement will resonate within the body or a person or a family or a home or an individual. Father, I pray, Lord, that you, as you open the heavens, Lord, for your word to come down. We receive that today. Every word fitly spoken, like apples of gold and settings of silver. So we, we thank you, Lord, for your word today. Lord, that it's truth, and we trust in it, Father. And bless our bless our friends here in Christ, and thank you for them. Those watching online, bless them. Keep them. Use them. Father, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's worship together.
testify today that God is a faithful God. Can anybody stand in here today and say, my God is faithful, that he will not let me down, that he is with me through it all? You know, what a powerful message. Wasn't that, what a great way to start the year off, amen? Prophesying what God has done for us. And I do want to say thank you to the first service for coming out to the second service. We appreciate you for doing that. What a great time we have together. You know, there are a couple different kinds of prophecy, and you mentioned this. But one is when God, it's, there's, there's foretelling, and then there's forthtelling. So foretelling is kind of like if God gives me a prophetic word about something specific for someone, like OJ, for instance. God's telling, like, hypothetically, this is going to be the best year you've had yet. You're going to meet someone tomorrow, and that person is going to give you keys, and then, man, you just follow that path, and, and so on. So that's just foretelling. Forth, and, that, and hopefully that happens. I don't know. That's just an example. But forthtelling is when you see the biblical principles from the Word of God, and that aligns with the Spirit of God, and you can speak that over your life or somebody else's life, and you say, this is the best year yet, and this is a season of breakthrough that you can lean into Him, and, you know, the old things are gone, and the new things have come, and you declare that Scripture, and you declare what God is speaking to you over your life, over somebody else's lives. So that's kind of what we have the opportunity to do, even if God hasn't given you a prophetic word. So some of you hear that song and you think, I could never repay you, Lord, for what you've done for me. You loose my shackles and you set me free. And some of you in here are praising God because he has done that for you. And you can testify and you can shout and with gratitude and thanksgiving in your heart, you can praise him and say, thank you, God, because you are my hope and you are my peace and you are my joy. And then there are others of you in this room that say, oh, that's a catchy song, but I mean, I hope that happens for me someday, but I'm still living in depression, and I'm still living in hopelessness, and I'm still living in anxiety. I'm singing about peace, but I've got anxiety. I'm singing about freedom, but I'm struggling with an addiction. So what, 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 what do we do there? That's what you prophesy. You could forth tell. You could speak that into existence. So I don't know if we can sing that one more time, but I want you, I want to challenge you today that if any of that resonates, if the, if the Spirit of God through our pastor, He's spoken into you when it says, I could never repay you for what you've done for me because you loose my shackles. If you feel like you've got shackles in this place, I dare you to prophesy to those dry bones because you might see bones, but God sees an army in this place. You might see a valley of dry bones. You might see depression, but God sees peace. You might see despair, but he sees hope. I dare you to prophesy to the addiction today and say, I see freedom. I see hope. I see a future. I dare you to prophesy in this song and say, you have loosed my shackles. You set me free. I see hope. I see joy in the morning. Come on, let's prophesy to
So right now, Lord, we come before you in the name of Jesus, and we just prophesy over our own situation and over our loved ones. We prophesy over these businesses that this year is the year of the favor of the Lord. God, I declare increase and favor and blessings and prosperity over each person in this place. God, so that spiritually, God, this is a year of breakthrough. Lord, that financially, this year is a year of, of new beginnings and of freshness and a fresh start. God, I pray that you'd give wisdom to those that are asking. Lord, that day you'd call us to repentance and to sacrifice. God, I pray and I prophesy for those that are needing hope that this is the year of hope. Those that need joy. God, those that are struggling in sorrow. God, that this is the year of salvation. This is the year of freedom for those that are in bondage. Father God, that you are taking us to the new place. And I prophesy over each one of us that the best is yet to come in the name of Jesus. God, I pray that you'd go with us this year. God, give us the best year that we've had yet. God, I pray that you'd let us be a light in dark places. Lord, that we would give sacrificially. Lord, that we would sacrifice, Lord, to, for the greater good, for the, the cause of Christ. Lord, so that nothing, or we would throw up everything that so easily entangled us, that we would march forward, that we would run the race that you've called us this year, today, this week, empowered by your Holy Spirit to do what you've called us to do. And I pray it in the name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you. We love you. Happy New Year. We'll see you next Sunday. Thank you for joining us for today's service. If God is impacting your life through this ministry, join us in reaching others by investing today. You can give at www.gracechurch.tv give or by downloading the app and select give. We can't wait to see you next week.